Welcome to Data Science Now, a podcast by Cluster, with your host, Fabio Vasquez. On today's episode, we'll learn how to discover valuable insights from data through data science. Follow us on social media at Cluster Team. This is Data Science Now. Welcome, everyone. I'm sorry for the delay. We had a technical issue. Uh, we're streaming with a new platform now, so hopefully everything goes well. Um, uh, hopefully you're seeing my um, my camera and hearing my audio. Uh, and all right, so let's not waste any more time and, and get started. Uh, just a quick reminder, we are in a Data Science Now session. This is session number six. Uh, of the season number two. And the idea of this uh, conversation we're gonna have today is to, to, to talk about something called knowledge discovery in data science. We've been covering several different things in the past. Uh, we've been covering uh, the business understanding section of data science, data collection, how to explore and prepare data. And now it's time to start thinking about what are the ways we have in data science to get knowledge and insight from our data? I'm gonna be checking the live comments in here. So um, let me know if uh, you have any questions in the process of me talking. Um, hopefully I can answer them correctly. Um, okay, so let me tell you something right now. The idea of getting knowledge, it's not something unique to data science. It's something that we do a lot in the world of science itself. But what do we do or what do we mean when we mean knowledge? Uh, for me to explain you, I have to go back uh, some centuries ago and talk about something that I've been talking in the past, I think, in some episodes, but I think it's important to, to mention right now. Science was uh, created a long time ago, but we're going to set up the, the start of science in a publication by Descartes called this, um, The Method. Okay? or the discourse of the method. In here, he mentions that science is in the look of knowledge, not the actual truth. And this is important because this is the beginning of, when, of, of, of thinking about uh, that science doesn't need to go and search for the actual truth of things. It's looking for acquiring and getting more knowledge. And knowledge is this thing we have when we are learning more and more about something, we're gathering information, we're creating experiments, we're doing all of these things that are in the world of science. We do that to get knowledge and information and insights about a topic. Um, all right, so science is about getting knowledge. And data science was founded on the, uh, on the ideas of data mining. And I think this is a good time to start talking about a historical overview of a methodology in data science. Uh, let me tell you something that 
data science needs a, a methodology. We need a method to work. And we have been talking about that in the past episodes. We've been talking about the world of uh, business understanding is part of, of the method, the world of data collection, the ideas of data exploration and data preparation. Those are part are, are part of a method that uh, we're going to go into detail for each one of these parts in the whole of this season. But what is a, a methodology? I think that's a good question to, uh, to answer. Uh, and we're going to define it as the, discu the discussion of methods. This will include the theoretical ideas and the concerns that inform the use of different methods. A method for us will be the practical steps to create or to do an investigation. So we are in the theoretical realm. We're talking about the ideas of methodology. Um, and I mentioned this before, but data science, for most people, is not a science. Uh, but for a lot of people, including myself, I think it's useful to think about data science as a scientific field, because if that's the case, all of our products or all of the things we do have to be reproducible, fallible, collaborative, creative, and we have to, um, to think about regulation. So when we start thinking about the ideas of science and the the scientific method and how to apply that to data science, we come to the idea of a methodology to do data science. And that's what happened with data mining as well. So before we were talking about data science and all of this, data mining was the new key on the block in the 90s. And in the 90s, uh, we developed a lot of different methodologies to do data science. Um, so, what happened back in the 90s? We were having a lot of interest from companies, uh, the academic fields, industry, uh, and, and, the, and even the governments to start thinking about how, how we can get information and insights from data. Why? Because in the 70s and in the 80s, we were collecting all of this information um, and we realized that that was something to think about and we should be caring about doing something with that data. So what we started doing was, okay, so we're doing something with data, but to be able to create a general method to work with data, we need a methodology for what we, we, we called back then data mining. One of the first um, methodologies to do data mining was called the CRISP-DM. Uh, CRISP stands for cross-industry standard process and DM for data mining. So we were start thinking about the ideas of Okay, so we are, we have data and we want to get to the insights. We're gonna get we want to get something out of it, but we need a process. And so in the crisp DM, we started to talk about the business understanding part, the data understanding, data preparation, modeling, the evaluation of our models, and then the deployment, and all surrounded by the data. So this is the beginning of thinking about a methodology 
that help us work with data, with any type of data you have. Um, you can argue here that data mining is old, and it's kind of true, it has more than 20 years, but uh, a lot of the things we talk about right now in data science are just, or maybe the same or very similar to what we did in data mining. The difference maybe is that we now have more power for the computers. Now we have better methods, better uh, algorithms, uh, better tools and systems to work. So we are more focused right now and more into the machine learning part. But uh, all of these things were very important as well back in the 90s. So this was 1996 where Companies like SPSS and Teradata created this methodology. In the same year, in the same year, um, a person that I admire a lot, Gregory Piatesky, and more people created something called KDD or Knowledge Discovery in Databases. Now you can you, you can start thinking about the, the the name of this session. So Knowledge Discovery in Databases was founded in 1996 almost the same time as CRISPR-DM. And the idea of, of this KE is a theoretical and, and, and also a methodology to discover useful information and knowledge from databases. And that's the idea of what this, uh, what this was. By the way, I'm going to be putting all of these uh, images for the, the methodologies and also the links so you can uh, see more about that in, in the newsletter. Um, okay, so the KDD process was selection, pre-processing, transformation, data mining, interpretation and e evaluation, and if you follow that process, you will get to knowledge. And that's the idea of KDD. Something interesting that one of the steps in KDD is data mining. So the CRISPR-DM, the whole idea was to do data mining, but in KDD, we have data mining as one of the steps for getting knowledge out of information. So uh, the idea in here is almost the same. Uh, we'll cover in some minutes the differences and similarities between these uh, methodologies, but you can start seeing a pattern in here. And the pattern is that we all want to model, we all want to create and, and to obtain useful information out of data. And that's one of the ideas of data science. Remember that data science is, is, is working to solve business problems, is, but, but you need to add value. You need to create algorithms to solve problems that add value to the company. If you're not adding value with your algorithms and your studies, sadly, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Great. So several years later, we come to the team data science process. And this is a methodology that was um, created by Microsoft uh, like four years ago. And the idea here is that they started to think about the life cycle of data science itself. It, this was one of the first methodologies of actually data science, not data mining. And it's very useful because, um, I mean, again, it's based on KDD and it's based on um, Chris DM. 
So you can, I mean, if you are, are, are already using them, it's simple to go and like transform your company to use something like team data science process. And it contains almost the same information, business understanding, data acquisition and understanding, modeling, deployment, uh, but it adds more stuff like feature engineering, model training, model evaluation, um, it talks about the, the environment, the grangling and cleaning of the data. Uh, it, it includes the idea of a scoring performance and monitoring of our models. Uh, and finally, the customer acceptance step before ending the project. So um, again, this is another way of transforming the ways of data science into a, a, a method that we can follow to create and transform data into actual knowledge. The last one I want to talk about is called the Business Science Problem Framework. And I've talked about this before, and this was created by Matt Dancho in 2018. Um, and again, it's based on Chris Diemp as well, uh, but it is more like a business focused um, methodology for data science because uh, the idea here is not only to get knowledge out of the data but also to have a financial impact on your company so one of the the, the differences uh, we have with this type of uh, with the BSPF that is called is that we're not only interested in getting knowledge and information and insights we're also interested in in, in impacting and and, and thinking about the, the the financial benefits of our models uh, to the um, the business we're, we're we're working for. So what I just did was a basic overview of the four most important methodologies of data science we have right now. Two of them are were created for, for data mining, but you will be surprised on how many companies are using right now Chris DM or KDD to do data science. So we're gonna put them in the same, in the same um, uh, plane. They're, they're all gonna be methodology to do data science. So that, that's the first part. This is the overview of what we're doing to get insights from our data. Uh, I've been basing these um, sessions for the session for the season two in a, a methodology that I have been developing in the past years, uh, and the, the methodology I've been developing it's a combination and it's trying to get the best out of these four that I just mentioned, and including the ideas of software engineering and data operations. I'm gonna be publishing that very, very soon. Um, and the idea is to like to have a whole view or understanding on the data science process and how can we get value out of data. The, the methodology I am proposing goes from data to value. And I think all of them do the same. Uh, but I'm trying to include more things about the development of the algorithms, the continuous integration, the con continuous deployment, how to, to uh, validate and version data code and models and stuff like that. Um, so that is the, the basic idea of, the set of, of these methodologies 
And now it's important to think about what are the comparison between them. And, and this is important because when you're trying to do data science for a company, you need to decide which, method, which methodology you're going to be following. And this is not something that is just trivial. You really think, you, you have to think about this because when you're starting to do data science, you want to go and you want to think about what are the advantages or disadvantages I have if I use ChrisDM or KDD or the team data science process or the BSPF and what should I be choosing for my own company? So um, the, let me just tell you very fast some of the advantages of the Chris DM methodologies. First, is widely used uh, by a lot of different companies all, all around the globe. It has a high level of maturity and documentation. You have a lot of great examples and 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 use cases, and is focused on the business understanding and getting the context of the problems. So those are the advantages of the Chris DM. What are some of the disadvantages of the Chris DM? Is stuck in data mining. And what does that mean? That, okay, yeah, we have been using almost the same topics and terms for data science and for data mining, but data science needs more agility. You need to be able to iterate more over things. You just to start thinking about more in, in, in detail about feature engineering, data exploration, um, and, and modeling and deployment of the models. You need also more information about the versioning of, of all of these things are not included in, in, in ChrisDM. So you don't have that for ChrisDM. So uh, first, again, it's a stock um, on data mining. Second, it doesn't contain any methods for agility. It doesn't contain any methods for software engineering. So it won't tell you anything about creating good quality code. And, and you are missing some interaction levels between uh, the steps. Now let me go to KDD. Advantages. Again, is mature, is widely used when you have relational databases. If you have relational databases or something like that, it's widely used because KDD was created to work with databases with, with like MySQL or SQL Server or Teradata, stuff like that. So if you have that type of data, the process of KDD was, works for you very well. Um, and is focused on the knowledge um, and, and on getting knowledge and understanding through data mining and machine learning. Uh, some of the problems with KDD, um, uh, I think it has all of the, the problems that Chris DM have. Uh, it's not that widely used, so you won't find that many documentation or use cases for it, and you have a low reaction to change. So if you're working in a highly um, change, uh, uh, like in a highly agile uh, company, or you need to be able to adapt a lot to changes from clients, KDD is not the, is not the best way for you. I, I have a question here from Mario. 
Um, and he he says, should we keep using ChrisDM to develop data science projects? I used I just use it in my master thesis, but I felt that it was not updated. So Mario, we can use ChrisDM, but I think we have better alternatives right now. I think the team data science process or the business or the business science problem framework are better suited for doing data science right now. I think that uh, a lot of the things are almost the same, but if you go into detail to the team data science process of the way the business science problem framework works for solving a data science problem, you'll see that it has more, much, uh, much more things and much more explanations on the actual process for data science. So let me go now and talk about the advantages for the team data science process. Uh, first, again, it, it is being spread a lot in uh, into a, a lot of different businesses and companies. So we can say that it's widely used. It's extremely well documented. And I think that's a very important step. I think for, for from all of these um, methodologies, the best one for documentation is a team data science process. You have a lot of documents and, and processes to follow the process step by step of the data science cycle. So you have a lot of different things like documents for data sources, the data um, quality, the modeling pr uh, process, the hypothesis, the, the customer um, complaints. You have all of these documents created for you to like start documenting all of the process of data science. And I think that's very useful. Uh, one of the things that can be useful is that it's integrated in Azure ML. So if you're working with Azure right now, uh, it's a great place to start using the team data science process. And also um, it integrates a lot of different profiles in the process of data science. And I think that's, that, that's quite interesting as well. Okay, some of the problems with the team data science process, um, you have, you don't have that much uh, examples of or or use cases so you don't have like reports of companies using it yet I think we'll see that sooner uh, than later but not happening right now um, it may be confusing for some organizations that are not well uh, prepared in the world of data literacy or they don't have a data culture in their company. So you you will need to have a better understanding of data science to be able to apply the team data science process. I mean, if you're working right now with something like KDD or something like ChrisDM, going into, into the team data science process is not that hard. Um, and for some aspects, it will force you to use Microsoft platforms. So I don't like that much because uh, uh, I mean, if we're working uh, with like other platforms, you will need sometimes to use Azure to use some of the, the, the things that they created. So that's not the best. By the way, for the people asking, this is being recorded and all of our sessions are uh, on YouTube right now. You can find this on YouTube and on Spotify as a podcast. So you have to search for cluster on YouTube and you will be able to see all of the past sessions. 
Okay, finally, the advantages of the business science problem framework. I think one of the advantages we have for this is that it's 100% focused on business applications. And most of data science processes and projects are for working in business. So if you're working in business, I think it's a great place to start. Uh, it's uh, it's easy to adapt and to use because it's why it's, it's like highly based on ChrisDM. So if you're using ChrisDM, it's super simple to move to the BSPF. It has some examples on how to use it, and it has a financial um, uh, approach that makes easy to measure the ROE and also the KPIs. I think one of the thing, uh, the the best things of the BSPF is that it it contains a lot of great information about KPIs, how to measure things in a business and stuff like that that are missing from the other methodologies. Some problems with the BSPF, it's not widely used. I don't think uh, a lot of companies are using it right now. So you don't have that idea on, on use cases or documentation for that. Um, it is, again, highly focused right now on business. So if you're not working in a business scenario or you're doing design for something different, this won't work for you. Uh, so I, I think that's a, those are the biggest problems. So for the, the one I am creating right now, um, it is highly based on the BSPF, but it will include agility. It will include concepts of data operations and software engineering. Uh, it will be, uh, be able to, ge to generalize to not only a business case, but any type of business case. Um, and I'm trying to get the best out of the, the methodology we have right now. So um, hopefully for the newsletter, I'm going to be putting some of the information of the methodology I am creating. Uh, but that's going to be a, a different article that I'm going to be publishing uh, later this year. Great. So uh, we have discussed the ways, like the, the historical overview of, the, of the, the, the methods to do data science. Uh, and again, if you want to know more about like, what's data science and stuff like that, I have covered that in the past episodes. Uh, right now, we're talking about this because I have already covered business understanding. I have already covered data collection. I have already covered the ideas of data exploration and preparation. And you need all of this before start thinking about getting insights out of your data. Like uh, modeling and getting knowledge depends on you understanding the context of the problem, depends on you understanding the KPIs of the business, depends on you to explore and collect the data and all of these things. So now what I want to talk about is the process of actually getting knowledge out of data. So if you follow these methods, you will encounter maybe some insight out of your information. Um, but what is the idea behind all of this? The idea behind all of this is the concept of a model. A model is an abstraction of reality. We have the real world, and because it's super complicated to understand, we will be assuming some things. We will be um, 
um, like trying to um, uh, to find a boundary where we can work, and in, inside of that boundary, with the, the the limitations we have and the assumptions we have, we're gonna be modeling that. Okay, so the first part of modeling is to create that boundary, to set up the, the limitations you have, to write down your assumptions, and then you can start thinking about modeling. So modeling is a process of getting information out of nature by assuming some things and by abstracting the real world. And in that process of abstracting the real world and all of that, we have to come up with a mathematical me um, model from for a process. All right, so modeling is applying mathematics to a process in nature to be able to understand it better. And that's what we do all the time in machine learning. So machine learning is one of the ways we have to create models. What type of models we have in machine learning? The models that will allow us to predict the future from past data. Okay, not all of the models are the same, but the models we use in data science and in machine learning are aimed to predict something using past information. Okay, so machine learning is one of the processes we have for that, and it is the process of finding the best parameters for those uh, math functions that we developed to explain a process. I'm going to be covering this into more detail when we go and talk about machine learning and modeling, but I want you to understand that to be able to get insights and knowledge out of your data, you need to go through the steps of modeling. You need to go through the steps of all of this. Something important here as well, sometimes you don't need a machine learning model to get insights from your data. Because in the part of data exploration and in the part of data preparation, you will be getting information, statistical information out of your data. The graphs, the, the metrics, the means, and all of those things are information out of this. But to get knowledge out of your, your data, you need to go through the modeling process. And the modeling process will include all of the things that are being super used right now, like machine learning and deep learning, neural networks in TensorFlow and, and, all, and Python and R and all of these great tools, um, uh, we, we use these tools to get the knowledge out of our, of our information. But just a quick reminder, this is following a method. This is following a process, the process that we call a methodology for data science. We have different ways of doing it. You need to decide which one is the best for you and your company. When you follow that process, then you will go and be able to start thinking about finding good sources of information, finding knowledge, finding useful insights out of your information and data. So that is uh, it for today's session. I just wanted to cover the, the basic ideas before, um, of the methods in data science and the, the methodologies and the historical overview and the ideas of modeling before going into actual modeling and machine learning. In the next session, I'm going to be going into detail about modeling and, and the math behind machine learning and machine learning itself. Uh, but 
you really need to think and understand that all of this depends on you doing all of the steps before that. If you don't do the steps before that, it's going to be impossible that, that, that you find all of the information here. Right? So thank you very much for being here. Thank you for, uh, for your time. Um, and uh, hopefully this was useful for you. Uh, I want to thank my, my whole team, Gabriel, Eileen, Hazel. Um, and so thank you for that. And we have reached the maximum time here. So hopefully we don't have the, the errors for the next session. And uh, see you soon. Bye-bye.